2: Like fantasy football. Fantasy football. Fantasy. It's time for one dude with a fantasy. 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 One dude with just one fantasy. Okay. Tune in or listen on the Odyssey app. Bo Johnson gives you the latest fantasy football updates, picks, and more to make sure your team is a winner. Look, I don't know what sort of twisted fantasy you concocted. One dude with a fantasy is on. Sports Radio 929, the game. Now, here's Bo Johnson. Lots of fantasies, big voice guy, just only talking about one of them. Welcome to One Dude with a Fantasy. I am that dude, Bo Johnson. We are an interactive fantasy football show coming at you at 7.01 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Garrett, chat me with me on the other side of the glass. Interact with us if you will. We encourage it 404 726 0929. You can give us a shout. On the phones, you can give us a shout on the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. The number is the same. Any questions you have, start-sit questions, trade questions, philosophical fantasy football questions, questions about rules, we love all of that stuff. Give us a shout, and uh, we will get right at you. Um, you can also hit us on Twitter. I am at Jedi Sports Radio. You can hit me all weekend long, all week long for that matter, for all of your uh, fantasy football start sit advice. You can also hit Garrett Chapman up too. GCHAP ATL. I nailed it. Look at that. Didn't even write that down. Super impressive. Just like last week, we have clear skies right now. It was a beautiful drive in to uh, Midtown this morning. Venus is out, there's a beautiful full moon out. As well, if you're in your car out there driving around,
3: is lots it a of completely stuff full to look moon?
2: For. It's it's about ninety percent. Uh, it was it's it was, almost. Yeah. I didn't think
3: it was a completely full moon. It's
2: about ninety percent, which is a uh, waning something. It's a waning
3: moon, I think. There's a, it, there's another there's a, there's term a crescent,
2: and then there's a uh, another word for. It. I just took this class last semester in college, and I've already forgotten the information. But um, so let me ask you a question, Garrett. Do you know a whole lot about like roads and how directions go on roads? Yeah, Here's sure. my specific question: West Peachtree Road is a one-way street. Correct. Is it traveling west the one way? Is that why it's West Peachtree,
3: or is West Peachtree just on the west side of Midtown? No, West Peachtree is traveling north-south. Okay, it's it's. Think about it. It's traveling along 75, right? I thought it curved into 75. Mm, no,
2: mm, doesn't really. it?
3: Because you got to take
2: a big, almost a 90 degree curve to get on 85.
3: No. Either way. I mean, back, so back if, with, so it, it rolls like back If West wrong.
2: Peachtree travels north, that means you can see Venus to your southeast. There you go. Okay. That's all
3: Okay, all right. I was like, you're getting to something. I'm like, what are you, what are you getting at over there? No, it's confusing. I'll Why do they got to
2: make these it. things so confusing like
3: that? Because though. it's Atlanta, and Atlanta roads don't yeah, make any I sense. So. so let's
2: get right into it. So uh, what had happened was, you know, most of our fantasy advice is, is legit. I'd say 75%. But look. I, uh, I don't read crystal balls. I'm not a fortune teller. What we do as fantasy football analysts, analysts we make uh, educated guesses based on information that we are given, based on statistics and how certain teams do against certain statistics. So we don't nail them all. So last week, what had happened was I told you to start Gus Edwards versus the Colts. This is a great start on paper. The Colts a little loose with their rush defense. Gus Edwards did get some work, 11 for 51 yards. Only got that, though. 5.1 fantasy points, did not see the end zone. Finishes his running back 48, and that is not a startable option there for you. So uh, what had happened was I told you to start Gus Edwards. Also, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver. So Gus Edwards this way facing the uh, Cleveland Browns. I will not be uh, telling you to start Gus Edwards this week. Gus Edwards did not make it into the ice column of fire and ice this week, but uh, the Cleveland Browns have the best rush defense in the NFL, for those of you not paying attention. If I'm not mistaken, they, have only, they are giving up oh, Hold on, 52 yards a game on the ground. The Cleveland Browns have a legit defense. So unless you have some start them and forget them type players versus the Cleveland Browns, you're kind of going to want to fade them this season until further notice. K.J. Osborne, wide Seager from the Minnesota Vikings. Believe it or not, K.J. Osborne has been getting more work for the Minnesota Vikings than Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison's just been the one finding the end zone. Uh, didn't work out for us last week, though. One reception, K.J. Osborne, for 36 yards. He did, however, find the end zone with that one reception, so he didn't totally kill you. He still got you double-digit points. That's not going to derail you any week. That's only good for wide receiver 42. That does put him in the flex consideration, though. But look, if I I give you some fire, I want some fire. K.J. Osborne was definitely not fire. Another wide receiver. So K.J. Osborne this week. Let me look at my scribbles. Carolina Panthers. Fire up some K.J. Osborne this week if you feel so inclined. Carolina Panthers are kind of garbagey as a team in a whole. Let's see where they are. Near the bottom of the NFL. At. They're bad. 200-something yards per game. They're actually about 10th worse in the NFL. So, Then one more for you here, Nico Collins. A guy, another guy that gets to work. Only got two receptions for 34 yards last week versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars have a pretty decent defense. They just don't have much of, a, uh, of an offense. Not looking too good are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bounce-back game for Nico Collins this week versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers haven't been able to stop anybody through the air, so – Nico Collins, what had happened was. All right, now here's a couple that I told you to bench. I had them as ice players. And they ended up with decent fantasy football points after all was said and done, but it wasn't pretty to watch. These are some whatever guys. These are some guys that the process was 100% correct, but the result wasn't quite what we were expecting. Okay, so Jerome Ford, number one waiver wire addition last week for the Cleveland Browns after Nick Chubb goes out. And a well-deserved number one waiver wire pick. If you ended up with Jerome Ford, you're going to be pleased off the waiver wire last week. But I told you not to roll him out last week as he had a a pretty bad matchup versus the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans have one of the best rush defenses in the NFL. They are uh, number, let's see here where the Tennessee Titans are. Not good. They're in a column of uh, of all these teams. Oh, I'm looking at pass yards. That's why. Silly me. Tennessee Titans have only given, up, are only given up 61 yards a game on the ground. So the process was right. The result wasn't really what I was expecting. Jerome Ford rushes the ball 10 times for 18 yards. That's not very good. I was told there would be no math. I don't know how many yards that is per carry, but I think it's somewhere around 1.8. Not going to get it done in fantasy football. He did have two receptions. He did score a rushing touchdown, he did score a receiving touchdown, two touchdowns for Jerome Ford. So had you started Jerome Ford and not listened to me at all, you did turn out right. But look, fantasy football, you 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 want to chase volume, you don't want to chase touchdowns. Touchdowns are impossible to predict, super fluky in fantasy football. So whatever, Jerome Ford gets you 1.8 points with his Rushing ability last week. Go ahead and roll him out this week. He is facing Baltimore, which is a pretty stingy defense. But Jerome Ford is the guy in Cleveland. It's not Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt actually left practice this week, and it's now listed as questionable this week. I mean, if you if you go for three games without even playing one down with no preseason whatsoever, Kareem Hunt is not a threat to Jerome Ford at all. One more guy here. Look, process was right, wrong result. Damian Pierce versus Jacksonville last week. 14 rushes. I told you to ice him. He, he rushed the ball 14 times, which is a little bit more than I expected. 14 times for 31 yards. That seems like that comes out to about two yards a carry. He did score a touchdown. He did finish with 14.9 points. So you probably had better options on your bench. But, look, you know, right process, wrong result. What had happened was, I told you to ice, Damian Pierce. Didn't end up horrible for you, but he did score four, 15 points. So I'm not going to come on here And tell you what had happened was, unless I get to uh, tell you the guys that I told you so on. And look, there's a lot more of those guys. I'm not going to sit here and pat myself on the back for a long time. But Raheem Mostert. Fire-ups from Raheem Mostert. Fire-ups from Raheem Mostert for the rest of the season until further notice. He was part of that 70-point onslaught that the Miami Dolphins put on the Denver Broncos last week. Raheem Mostert, 13 rushes for 82 yards and three Freaking touchdowns. Now, look, I just told you we don't chase touchdowns. Is Raheem Mostert going to score three rushing touchdowns this week? He is not. If I had a uh, segment that I had some kind of lock of the week or something like that, I would put my money on Raheem Mostert over under three touchdowns. It's going to be under. He also had seven receptions for 60 yards and another touchdown. Raheem Mostert put up 45.2 points. Did I think he was going to do all this? I did not. This week he has Buffalo, does the Miami Dolphins. Look, the Buffalo Bills have a stingy rush defense, but look, with that type of volume, 20 touches, 13 rushes, and 7 receptions, I'm starting Raheem Mostert every week. There's just too much volume there. Will the result be anywhere near the same versus the Buffalo Bills this week? Probably not. All right, Alexander Madison rushed the ball 20 times for 93 yards. Not super, super efficient. That's about four yards per carry. That'll get you a first down every time, though. Uh, Alexander Madison finished with 17.5 points. You're welcome. Told you so. Uh, Alexander Madison with a bounce-back game last week, playing the Carolina Panthers this week. Go ahead and roll them out there, as we've already discussed briefly. The Carolina Panthers are garbage. Zay Flowers versus the Colts. Zay Flowers finished with eight receptions for 48 yards in a PPR scoring league. That's going to get it done. He didn't see the end zone, but he still got you 13 points. It's a nice little flex play there. Zay Flowers might just pop up in fire and ice later. And then we have uh, Mike Thomas continues to get it done. Look, Mike Thomas is going to be one of the most consistent flex plays this season. Six more receptions for 50 yards in in PPR scoring. That's going to get you double-digit points. It's 11 points. He has not found the end zone as of yet. This season has Mike Thomas, but that's coming. But, yeah, you can leave Mike Thomas in your flex flex spot unless you have a lot more consistency going on out there. And then one more what had happened was that I kind of looked over here, but it wasn't all that, that bad. Taysom Hill, if you could put Taysom Hill in your tight end position last week, I recommended that you do so. Once again, the process was right. The result was not what we were looking for. He did rush the ball four times. Not much goal line work. He only netted 12 yards out of rushing the ball. He did have a reception, one lowly reception, did Taysom Hill for 3.1 points. So there you go. Told you so what had happened was. Let's roll in some fantasy, I mean, some uh, Thursday night football real fast. And on the other side of the break, we're going to run down the injury report. And we're going to talk about Kyle Pitts here for a second and the tight end landscape in fantasy football. But real fast, Thursday night football, look, there was no big uh, nothing to write home about, nothing to call home to mom about. Jared Goff, 19 for 28, 210 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Serviceable fantasy football quarterback. If you drafted two quarterbacks and you waited really late, maybe you have Jared Goff and, say, like an Anthony Richardson, which is very possible Jared Goff's a serviceable guy for you. David Montgomery, the story of Thursday night football. 32 rushing attempts. Coming off of a busted hamstring. Not busted. Hurt hamstring. David Montgomery with 32 rushes for 121 yards. That's only 3.8 yards per carry, but he finished with three touchdowns off of a hammy. Had you asked me Thursday, Jameer Gibbs or David Montgomery, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I would have said Jameer Gibbs. With David Montgomery coming off the hammy, Jameer Gibbs finishes with eight eight carries for 40 yards. He also had four receptions for 11 yards. Didn't completely stone you, but the story of the day was David Montgomery. He's not going to be able to hold up with 32 carries a game. He probably won't get that much volume moving forward, but at least, look, we see exactly what Dan Campbell wants to do. You saw this versus the Falcons, too, when they tried to run the ball a lot, all right? The the Detroit Lions are going to run the ball all the way to the playoffs and maybe win a playoff game. Yeah, I said it. But, look, continue to run David Montgomery out there. I don't think Jameer Gibbs is just going to be a guy you're going to stash on your bench. Jameer Gibbs is going to get work through the passing game. Look, the Green Bay Packers are susceptible, 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 whatever that word is, to the run. Susceptible? Susceptible? Susceptible to the run. They give up run yards. Abe's over there (laughs) shaking his head.
3: Sometimes words
2: get lost, Abe. Hey,
3: it's early in the morning, okay? It is super early in the morning. morning. Uh, Amon Ross St.
2: Brown. Pardon me, doing a Ross St. Brown things. Look, five receptions for 51 yards, a touchdown. I did amend my brave prediction on wide receiver one uh, last week. Or Ross St. Brown does finish the season as wide receiver one. Brave prediction. There you go. Not much else happening in Thursday night football. Aaron Jones was a huge disappointment. Had you asked me to start Aaron Jones? Yes, you're going to start Aaron Jones. He only finished with like three fantasy points. Super disappointment. A.J. Dillon did not get the job done while uh, Aaron Jones was there. But, look, if Aaron Jones is healthy, you start Aaron Jones. That's not one of those things that, you know, process is right, result wasn't. You know, Romeo Dobbs had nine receptions for 95 yards. Not a every week must start for me. Uh, it, it, neither is anybody that catches the ball. Christian Watson's probably going to end up being that guy for the Green Bay Packers. So, anyways, I hear music. That means we got to go on the other side of the break. We're going to have a Kyle Pitts conversation because we are sitting right here in midtown Atlanta, home of the Atlanta Falcons. Ninety nine, the game. You're going to be able to hear the Atlanta Falcons tomorrow morning at nine thirty a.m. Wade Ford tailgate show hits the airwaves at five thirty a.m. That's just nuts. I feel for my my friend Ed Gordon on the other side of the glass over there. So, uh, all right, where is Kyle Pitts? Where does he rank versus tight ends? He's been a pretty big disappointment this season. You know, no, dis, you know, no surprises there. But in the t- landscape of fantasy football in the NFL, he's kind of just going to have to stay in your lineup. Where is Kyle Pitts? Waiver wire defense: How to play defense using the waiver wire. We're going to have that conversation, and then of course we got Fire and Ice. All that's on the other side of the break. We got two segments left. Is one dude with a fantasy on Sports Radio 99? The game and the Odyssey. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas,
1: Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.
4: shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
2: the fantasy my fantasy on sports radio 92.9 the game
1: it's a whole channel dedicated to nothing but fantasy it's awesome it's like a fantasy football Fantasy. Fantasy. fantasy
2: Fantasy, fantasy, football, fantasy. fantasy, 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 football, fantasy. If you like football, then you like fantasy. I like football. Fantasy. I like football, fantasy, too. fantasy. Hey! Welcome back, Sports Radio, 19 on the game, to One Dude with a Fantasy. I am that dude. This is Bo Johnson coming at you with all your fantasy football knowledge, at least 48 more minutes of it. Give us a shout. We are an interactive fantasy football show. Give me a call, 404-726-0929. You can also get at me on the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. That is the same number. You can also find us on Twitter with your questions. I am at Jedi Sports Radio. That's J-E-D-I as in Star Wars. You can holler at Garrett Chapman. He is at GChapATL on the Twitter. I had a question come in from the personal text line, too. So if you have my number, you can send me a text on the personal text line, too. Look, I do not mind. I may not always be able to get back to you immediately on Twitter and my own personal text line. I do stuff. We'll be leaving here to go watch my daughter walk in a parade at the Duluth Fall Festival, and then we have a softball game. So if I don't get back to you immediately, I will get back to you. Garrett Chapman texts me from, I guess, his own personal text line, or my own personal text line, sell low on Garrett Wilson. All right, so sell low is never something that I want to do, Garrett. Um, This is a second-round draft pick. This is a late first-round draft pick for a lot of freaking people. And you can't just give up on that. Like, Garrett Wilson does not just become a throw-in on a trade. And what are you going to get for him at this point anyway? Now, when you say sell low, when you say sell low, I'm thinking when I'm looking for a sell low, all I'm thinking I'm going to get back in return is a depth piece for a running back that I already have, like a, I don't know, Gus Edwards, who is, he's the starter. Uh, Justice Hill, who's actually hurt, but something like that, like a guy that may get some yards. I'm not quite there yet with Garrett Wilson. Look, as bad as the New York Jets look, as bad as the other Wilson looks, Zach, Garrett Wilson is wide receiver 32 on the season on a points-per-game basis. Now, 32, you're like, oh, wow, Bo, that's a crap load. Not really. All right. The only leagues that Garrett Wilson's not at least a flex consideration on a week-to-week basis is a 10-team league that only has two wide receivers. All right, so that takes 20 receivers out, but you still have a flex. So you could just as easily throw 10 more receivers in there. In a PPR, you want to flex a wide receiver over a running back in most cases. So in a 12-team league, especially leagues with three wide receivers, like most of the leagues that I play in, in, Garrett Wilson's still a starter. He's still a flex consideration. Garrett Wilson's averaging 13.5 points a game despite losing Aaron Rodgers. Is Is that returning value for a second round or a late first round draft pick? Absolutely not. And look, if you have a Jets fan out there that just wants Garrett Wilson on your team, by all means, get what you can for him. Me, I'm sitting tight with Garrett Wilson just because of the amount of money that I paid for him. The New York Jets are a garbage team now just because they can't move the ball on offense. They have a lot of great players, as we know. But, look, Garrett Wilson kind of has to be starting for you. He will have some of those games where he pops and he'll have four receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. That's going to pay off for you, you know? So –
3: yeah, and I mean it's I feel like I, I asked the question. I mean it, it affects me personally, but it's it's also It's a question something that a that lot of a lot people are having a lot dude. of people yeah. are having. I've seen whether I have him or not, I've seen him in a lot of leagues as a part of trades just because people are kind of panicking and they're like, Oh my god, I, I spent all this draft capital on him and and now he just I mean I hasn't performed up to that capital and you have Zach Wilson as your quarterback and they haven't looked very good. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like you look at a Hollywood Brown or you look at one of these mm-hmm. other receivers on a bad offense. Someone's gotta catch the football. Exactly. But, I know, but just me personally in this situation I went like mostly wide receiver. I went wide receiver heavy. Yeah. And so he was supposed to be one of the, the bannermen, I guess, of the of this offense and of course. Just hasn't been. No, yeah. I get it. Look, I get it's, it, man. You gotta, you gotta just stay the course. If
2: anything, honestly, I'm gonna buy low on Garrett Wilson, depending on what I have to trade for him. You know, because look, he's a wide receiver, the number one wide receiver. He's one of the elite players in the NFL. He will get the ball. Take Sunday night, for instance. The Kansas City Swifties go to New York. Tickets are selling for like $500 a piece. The Kansas City Chiefs are probably going to go up in this game by a, by a, you know, a lot. The spread's nine and a half. I took that all day, on Friday afternoon on the midday show with Andy and Randy. Catches Monday through Friday, eleven to two. The, the The New York Jets are going to have to throw the ball, and they're going to have to throw the ball a lot in prime time to even try to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the building. They don't want to just consider this season yet just a complete waste. And you can't. It's week four. So who's the number one pass catcher on the New York Jets on a team that's going to have to throw? Now, look, is Zach Wilson probably going to throw a few picks to the Kansas City Chiefs defense? Sure he is. But he's going to look at Garrett Wilson first. Now, Garrett Wilson does draw Legereus Sneed, Louisiana Tech University. This week, Legereus Sneed is a great cover corner. He's going to shadow Garrett Wilson. But at least Garrett Wilson's going to get a lot of one-on-one. They're going to load the box – because they don't want Brees Hall to beat them. If Garrett Wilson can beat LeJaria Sneed and Zach Wilson has time to throw the ball, then the Kansas City Chiefs are going to let that happen. So, look, can't just give up on Garrett Wilson, although it has not been pretty. Any other uh, questions that you have, hit us up. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line, or you can give us a shout. Garrett is manning the phone lines. 404-726, I just said oh. 0929. Nine. just so that we're clear, I am a zero person, not an O person. An O is a letter in the alphabet. A zero is a number in the what is it called? It's not an alphabet, it's a number chain, a al- numeric it's just a numeric entity. okay, it's a zero, folks, not an O. All right, let's run down the uh, injury list real fast. Anthony Richardson will suit up versus the Los Angeles Rams. Anthony Richardson is number quarterback number six on the season in a points per game basis at 19.3 points per game. Is Aaron Donald gonna get through that uh, get through that line and chase Anthony Richardson around today? Yes, he is. That's what we want to happen. Just Anthony Richardson, get down, learn how to slide, run out of bounds, please. Uh, Anthony Richardson is gonna be a great fantasy quarterback. For the, for the most of his career as long as he stays healthy because he runs the freaking football, and he runs the football a lot. Am I starting Anthony Richardson today coming off of, uh, out of the concussion protocol? Sure as hell am. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Rashad Bateman, wide receivers for the Baltimore Ravens, both ruled out today already playing the Cleveland Browns, who, like I said earlier, very stingy defense. Zay Flowers is going to be the play there, and he's going to get the, the volume just because there's nobody else. Bryce Young will play versus the Minnesota Vikings. Honestly, don't know what to do with this one. I'm not starting Bryce Young, nor nor are you. I think this kind of derails Adam Thielen's value a little bit. Uh, you know, the Red Rider BB gun, if for nothing else, was a much more accurate passer than Bryce Young, and he is serviceable for fantasy football purposes. So now Bryce Young's going to come in, and uh, Adam Thielen through the first couple of weeks, like he's in the top ten of wide receivers. I think he's like number seven. I'm starting Adam Thielen. I just don't know if the results going to be exactly what you're looking for. Miles Sanders, running back in that same uh, for the uh, Carolina Panthers, questionable. Did not practice Friday. Uh, pay attention to this one. Typically, when you don't practice on Friday, it doesn't mean good things for starting on Sunday. Deshaun Watson also questionable. Um, says he'll play, so we'll see. Zay Jones for the uh, the ball for the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Atlanta Falcons in London. Has already been ruled out versus the Falcons. Jimmy Garoppolo coming out of concussion protocol is question questionable. He did practice in a limited practice. He did get in a limited practice on Friday. What's what's weird about the concussion protocol? These guys can practice even if you're still in the protocol. That's very confusing and probably not healthy for those guys. But that's not my job. Phoenix football is Austin Eckler doubtful. Did not practice Friday. Make other plans, and those plans do not include Josh Kelly. Look, I actually told you to start Josh Kelly. Uh, in a few places last week, Josh Kelly is not Austin Eckler. Josh Kelly is not 2022 Josh Kelly, for that matter. I'm looking elsewhere. Tyler Higby, the tight end landscape is crap. Tyler Higby is a top 10 tight end on the season. He is questionable. He did practice limited basis on Friday. Pay attention to that one. Derek Carr, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Look, you're not starting Derek Carr unless you're in a two-quarterback league anyway. Questionable, shoulder. Dennis Allen wants to see how Derek Carr feels today after practicing yesterday. If Jameis Winston starts the New Orleans Saints, I don't really think that changes the value of any of the wide receivers whatsoever. You're definitely starting Chris Olave. You can start Mike Thomas in the flex, and I don't think Jameis changes any of that. Hell, Jameis chucks it down the field more than anybody. So uh, I'm still not starting Jameis. Maybe in a two-quarterback league if I had to. Uh, Saquon Barkley got in a limited practice on Friday. He is li- listed as questionable. If you need to roll out Matt Breida and re- as as opposed to Saquon Barkley, that's fine, but you're not going to get anywhere near the result. He is a serviceable guy, though. Debo Samuel, questionable. No practice on Friday, but he probably will play. Alvin Kamara for the New Orleans Saints. He is playing Sunday. He is back from suspension. He is very well much needed in this New Orleans Saints office. Garrett Chapman. Chapman, why, why are you shaking your head just because Alvin is going to play? You don't think he should play? He, all he did was beat somebody up, man. It's all good. There's Look, hey, man, there's been people play for a lot less worse on a lot fewer games. Here's a good one, breaking. We didn't even get to this one on Friday on the Midday Show with Andy Randy. Dukes and Bell may have. This came across while I was at work at the ballpark. I don't really exactly remember what time. The NFL has adjusted their rules for gambling. And the amount of time that players are going to be suspended. They have increased the amount of time that a player is going to be suspended if you gamble on your own team, like what Calvin Ridley did. They have increased that to two years as opposed to just one year. All right. Now, the big one here is that if you're caught using a gambling app such as DraftKings or prize picks inside of a team facility, The NFL is taking that suspension down from six games. They reduced it to two. What this means is that a player by the name or like Jamison Williams, who has already served four games, will be eligible to play next week because now his suspension reduced down to two. I don't know what to say about Jamison Williams from a fantasy perspective until we see him in practice. Jamison Williams plays for Detroit Lions. They played on Thursday. If I, If I were to play, if Jamison Williams would be eligible this week to play, he's already served his two games, all right, I would probably not play him this week until I saw what he was on the field. If I'm not mistaken, he was not – he did participate in training camp, but he could not be around the team after training camp for any practices or anything if you're under suspension. So keep that in mind. Jamison Williams will be eligible to play next week. So – Waiver wire philosophy. Let me tell you a situation that I was in last week, and this is how you have to be playing fantasy football. You kind of have to, you know, amount to a little bit of savagery. All right, so last week, Joe Burrow, questionable going into Monday night football. I'm playing against Joe Burrow in a league. We have no idea if Joe Burrow is going to play. If you're a fantasy football manager and you have a questionable player playing in Sunday night or Monday night football, you need to acquire another player that's playing in one of those games if you have a player that's going to be a game-time decision like Joe Burrow was. The team that I was playing rolling into Monday Night Football had not acquired anyone to help them out. There were four games. There were four quarterbacks playing. One of them was Jalen Hurts. He's already on a team. The other two were Matt Stafford and Baker Mayfield. What do I do since the fantasy manager that I'm playing against didn't already be proactive I had an available roster spot because I had somebody in IR. I went and picked up Matt Stafford. All right, That's 100% defense. Matt Stafford's not on my team this week. I dropped him to pick up somebody else. But had Joe Burrow not played, that player that I was playing against would have been stuck with Baker Mayfield. Matt Stafford had the better fantasy week than Joe Burrow did. He may have beaten me had he gone with Matt Stafford. But look, you're not going to go Matt Stafford over Joe Joe Burrow any time of the week, all right? And then a quick conversation about Kyle Pitts. What do you do with Kyle Pitts? Let me give you a quick breakdown of the tight end landscape for fantasy football. That music playing means we got to get to another break. Fire and ice coming on the other side. There are two players that are averaging in the high teens in uh, points per game basis for tight ends. Uh, TJ Hawkinson averaging 17 points per game. Travis Kelsey averaging 16.3 points per game. There are only four other players averaging double digits. That's 10 or more through these first three games in fantasy football. They are Sam Laporta, Evan Ingram, Mark Andrews, and I can't read my writing on the other one. There's another guy. Everybody else is out there and just in the tight end wasteland. Kyle Pitts is at 6.3 points per game. But look, that's serviceable. Kyle Pitts is going to have some pop games. If you have somebody better... Oh, it's Hunter Henry is the other one that I couldn't read. If you picked up Hunter Henry on the waiver wire, which Hunter Henry is probably still available out there, then start Hunter Henry. If you've got a better option, if you if you have a good matchup that you like, Taysom Hill last week, I would have started Taysom Hill over Kyle Pitts. That wouldn't have worked out though. Kyle Pitts is getting open. His quarterback just can't hit him. There are better days coming for Kyle Pitts. You can't get anything from him on the waiver on the trade block unless he's a throw into a Falcons fan. You're just gonna have to kind of bear with Kyle Pitts. Unfortunately, that's where we are. The tight end landscape is barren. It's a wasteland. It sucks. they are just got a bunch of guys. So Kyle Pitts is just as valuable on any other week as 80% of the tight ends that are starting in fantasy football. There you go. All right. got to go to break. On the other side, we got one segment left. It's going to be fire and ice. This is One Dude with a Fantasy. I'm Bo Johnson. You're listening on Sports Radio on The Game and the Odyssey app. Oh, it's time for Fire and Ice. Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops. Getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Which players are on fire? Which players you should put on ice? On One Dude with a Fantasy, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back to One Dude with a Fantasy. I am that dude. I am Bo Johnson. We have one segment left. 404-726-0929. You can hit us up. On the phone line or the solomon brothers diamond text line did get one from the 706 over here kyron williams or josh jacobs so both of these guys actually have middle of the road matchups this week they are playing the uh the chargers and the raiders who both teams they are right neck and neck with yards per game given up on the ground at 113 and 114 respectively honestly I understand that you've given up a lot of draft capital on Josh Jacobs and drafted him probably in the third round. I'm probably rolling Kyron Williams here, Kyron Williams here, because Kyron Williams had 17 opportunities last week and turned that into 10 rushes. And, like, uh, he had seven targets. I think he turned that into, let's see, I think three receptions, which is three points in itself, plus whatever yardage you got from those uh, receptions. We absolutely know that Kyron Williams is going to be used – by the Los Angeles Rams. Josh Jacobs now, on the other hand, if Jimmy Garoppolo does not play, all we're looking at here is a stacked box versus the the Raiders. So if you have a better option as your third running back and you have to pick between the two, give me some Kyron Williams. I, look, I wouldn't hate you if you rolled Josh Jacobs out there, but you've been making this decision probably with Josh Jacobs in your lineup and Kyron Williams on your bench, and you've been sitting there looking at Kyron Williams as one of the best waiver wire pickups of the season. You know, so... it's up to me, I'm starting Kyron Williams. If he end up on Josh Jacobs, I don't hate that either. Both of them have pretty decent matchups. Josh Jacobs will get going at some point. He will pay that back. All right, so, all right, fire and ice. I don't know that you need me to to tell you this, but Brock Purdy's been pretty good. He's like uh, quarterback number 12 or 13, depending on how you look at it, on the season. He is playing the... Phoenix, Arizona Cardinals this week. The Arizona Cardinals are only giving up 233 yards per game. Brock Purdy, like I said, quarterback number 13 on a points per per game basis this week in fantasy football. Do not hate that play versus the Arizona Cardinals. Now, in that same game, now you know, this is not the end-all, be-all as far as your fantasy football advice is concerned. Like I said, I'm not a fortune teller. Just take my advice. Maybe compare it with other people's. Maybe compare it with your gut call. Playing accordingly. In that same game, James Conner versus the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers only giving up like 50 yards per game on the ground. But look, James Conner is getting some serious volume. And he scored over 12 points in all three games this season. So check it out. Here is James Conner's usage for the last three weeks. Starting with game one, 14 carries, 23 carries, 14 carries. In the two games where he got 14 carries, Weeks one and three, he had five receptions in week one, two receptions in uh, last week. The guy's getting volume. If you have a a lock-it-down better option out there, then use it if you don't want to start James Carter versus the San Francisco 49ers. But look, I don't know how much the Arizona Cardinals are going to be able to move the ball versus the 49ers, but they sure as hell moved it a lot last week versus the vaunted Dallas Cowboys defense. That was probably more fluky than not. But you don't just come across a win in the NFL buy a fluke, right? So, James Conner, fire him up. He's also got two touchdowns on the season. Josh Palmer, Los Angeles Chargers. Go ahead and fire Josh Palmer up. As we learned last week, Mike Williams did leave their game, the Chargers, after scoring like 30 points. He is out for the season with a torn ACL, is Mike Williams. the The... The big play right here is Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson has not been the guy thus far for the for the Los Angeles Chargers. Quentin Johnson is a great dynasty pickup. And if you want to roll Quentin Johnson out there, by all means, he is at least going to be on the field in three wide receiver sets. But he has been playing as the fourth wide receiver up until the Mike Williams injury thus far through the season. It's Josh Palmer who has been playing as the third wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers. He had seven targets last week, to Quentin Johnson's three, and that's after Mike Mike Williams goes out. Did Quentin Johnson even get in the game? The Raiders are middle of the pack, pass defense, 220 yards per game. I'm looking for Josh Palmer to go off today for the Los Angeles Chargers. Look, this one's been brutal. We talk about buy lows with Garrett Wilson. Here's an ultimate buy low for you because whoever owns T Higgins is freaking out right now. All right. Cincinnati Bengals are gonna be fine. Are they one and two or 0 and three or something like that? Yes, they are. But the Titans have the fifth worst pass defense in the NFL. They have young corners that haven't found quite found their way. Buy low on T. Higgins. Better days are ahead, I promise you. He is the number two wide receiver for what wants to be one of the is pass heaviest pass heaviest, pass heaviest, offenses, pass heaviest offenses in the NFL. T. Higgins versus the Titans. Get back game for T. Higgins today. How about Cortland Sutton? Alright? I honestly thought that the Denver Broncos weren't gonna be able to muster up enough offense after Jerry Judy came back for Cortland Sutton to continue to be a thing. Well, not so fast, my friend. And I'm talking to myself there. Did you see the game versus the for the Denver Broncos versus the Bears? Oh no. Did you see the game? Wait. Um, the Bears played who last week sorry I had to scribble scroll my notes during the Braves game last night so that's why my handwriting is a little bit messed up Bears played the Chiefs last week alright the Bears aren't stopping anybody the Denver Broncos despite giving up 70 points last week have been able to move the ball a little bit here's the target share for Cortland Sutton since Jerry Judy has come back and it's been in two games seven targets two weeks ago 11 targets last week jerry judy had five targets two weeks ago seven targets this week the denver broncos are going to be going, are going to be able to muster up enough offense for Cortland Sutton to continue to be a thing and the bears are a pretty crappy defense and team as well zay flowers versus the cleveland browns cleveland browns have been one of the best defenses in fantasy football and the nfl this season but look as I stated in the first or second segment, whichever one it was, OBJ, Rashad Bateman, both already ruled out for the Baltimore Ravens. The Browns are only giving up 111 games through the air. That is the best in the NFL. But or the Cleveland Browns are only giving up 111 yards per game. The Baltimore Ravens are the ones that are going to want to move the ball if they want to have any kind of success versus the Baltimore Ravens. Players, you should ice this week. All right. Bear with me here. You're not going to like this one. And look, you don't have to listen to me on this one. You can continue to roll. You can roll this player out, but I can guarantee you what the what Dem- what the Baltimore- what the Miami Dolphins are not going to be able to do this week is put up 70 points on the Buffalo Bills. Tua Tagovailoa. In the four games that Tua's played the Buffalo Bills, he is averaging 15 points per game. If 15 points per game sounds like a quarterback that you want to roll out there in fantasy football, by all means, go ahead. Is Tua going to get 15 points this week? I have no idea. But the Bills are only giving up 142 pass yards per game. Is this Miami Dolphins offense going to be able to put up 70 on the Buffalo Bills? No. Are they going to be able to put up 30? I don't know. I'm kind of doubtful on that one. If you have a better option, like Anthony Richardson is a great example Am I starting Anthony Richardson over Tua Tugavailoa this week? Yes, I am. All right? I might even start. You're really going to hate this, too. Justin Fields has a much better matchup this week than Tua Tugavailoa does. But, look, I know you're coming off a 30-point game for Tua last week. You're going to want to start him. If you want to start him versus the Bills, go ahead. Just kind of temper those expectations, and I definitely wouldn't start him in DFS. Terry McLaurin versus the Philadelphia Eagles. He's gonna have Darius Slade wrapped all over him. Terry McLaurin has had some success versus uh, Darius Darius Slade in the past. So the Washington Commanders offense has not looked all that good behind Sam Howell. A change may be coming. I don't like Terry McLaurin this week. New Hopkins versus the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are only giving up 200 pass yards per game. And look, the Tennessee Titans just don't look good. If you're in a three wide receiver league, you might have to start New Hopkins, temper those expectations So. Rashad White versus the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are only giving up 99 yards on the ground this season. I do not like Rashad White uh, this week. And Brian Robinson versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are only giving up 145 yards per game this season through the air or on the ground. No, only 145 yards per game total is what the Philadelphia Eagles are giving up. I don't like Brian Robinson this week. So speaking of that Saints-Bucks game, Mike Evans, been a fantasy darling, scored a touchdown in all three games and continues to get monster targets from Baker Mayfield. He's Baker Mayfield's guy. Am I benching Mike Evans this week in the leagues that I have him? I am not. But I'm definitely not playing him at DFS. Mike Evans is going to get all that he can handle of Marshawn Lattimore. Let's have some fun real fast. Since 2017, Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans have locked horns 13 times. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Here's the last 11, because if I'm not mistaken, one of the two guys did not play in the other two games. Going all the way back to 2017. 5 for 55, that's about 10 points. 7 for 147 in a touchdown is the best game that Mike Evans has ever had against Marshawn Lattimore. That was in 2017. Then after that, 4 for 86, 0 catches for 0 yards, 1 catch for 2 yards, 4 catches for 64, 1 for 3, 2 for 48, 1 for 14, Three for 61. That goes last year. Last year they got into a fight. Both players were ejected. Mike uh, Evans was suspended. Marshawn Lattimore might have been two. This is one of the most fun matches, matchups to watch in the entire NFL football league, is Marshawn Lattimore versus Mike Evans. I'm look, I'm not benching Mike Evans. I'm not telling you to either. He's been a target monster for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm just saying he may not have the best game. He's probably not going to win you your week. Marshawn Lattimore has Mike Evans number. Some other players to fade in DFS simply because they have bad matchups. Uh, Stephon Diggs, look, you're never gonna bench Stephon Diggs but he does get Xavier Howard of the Miami Dolphins this week. DJ Moore is gonna draw Pat Sertan. DJ Moore, Chicago Bears, their offense has not looked that great but the Denver Broncos defense did give up 70 points last week. That's why I think Justin Fields can have a good game today. And then Garrett Wilson, look, luxurious Sneed. You're probably not playing Garrett Wilson in DFS, not for a few more weeks until his price comes down a little bit more anyway. So, oh, and then I've got another scribble on the side of my paper here. Dak Prescott, tough matchup this week versus the Patriots. The Patriots are the fifth-best defense in the NFL versus the past. Dak Prescott has not had a top-15 finish this entire season. It's only been three games, all right? Dak Prescott's not good. Am I starting Anthony Richardson over Dak this week? I sure am. Am I starting Justin Fields over Dak Prescott this week? I sure am. Real fast, before we get out of here, we only got one minute left. The 929 Fantasies League, this is, our, uh, this is where we are, our standings real fast. Bobby is in first place at 3-0. I am in second. Dylon to the pylon at 2-1 is in third place. Then you have Skip, A1 Forever, Montgomery Folding Chairs, The Blueprint, Garrett, Blake and Abe rounding out numbers four through 10. The last six teams in this league are all one and two. Talk about closeness. It's what happens when you get into a league with a bunch of experts. All right, that's going to do it with us this week. As far as matchups go, real fast, hold up. I've got, oh, I've got Abe this week. Garrett Chapman's got A1 forever. Good luck in the 929 Fantasy League. Hit me up on Twitter at Jedi Sports Radio. I'm going to be posting Fire Nights there later on uh college football game time is next this has been one dude with a fantasy i'm bo johnson you're listening on 99 the game and the odyssey app